You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. beautiful spring day here in the northern hemisphere and officially fall in the southern hemisphere and so as we make this transition we did have uh, a solar storm of sorts which we haven't had a lot lately so if you notice your energy field has uh, been impacted meaning that you might notice Uh, the mind running, you might notice the physical heart feeling uh, sensitive and or any other part of the body. Uh, This is just because of what has occurred. Luckily, there's a a calming down and stabilization, yet there's still a part of that experience coming towards planet Earth. So we'll probably see that later in this week. And I call that out is because to remember that we are a planet in a vast universe with this large, beautiful ball of fire, a star, AKA our sun, that uh, really gives us life, also impacts everything that happens on this planet beyond what most people understand. And so uh, it's it's good to recognize, you know, when the sun is grabbing our attention that maybe we're to slow down a little, have some reflective repose, which is a beautiful thing to do on the way into a new season, cleansing, reflecting, meditation, uh, because then we can get our legs about us as we feel into the seasonal shifts. Our external world is showing us the seasonal shifts. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you've been seeing flowers bud up, you see leaves coming back on trees. Uh, If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're seeing the colors change on the trees. Uh, you see them falling off the trees or will soon be falling off the trees. And so the ecosystem's shifting what the ecosystem needs. And we're not separate from the ecosystem. We're actually much, very much part of it. So Mother Nature is reflecting to us uh, what's upon us. And it's good to just take that little breath, that pause, just to feel into what that is going to be like for each self and to ride the energy uh, with grace. And so especially in the spring uh, energy, the the yang energy is really arriving and that can feel like a lot of momentum, like the sun giving us a little geomagnetic storm. And then in the, the receiving mode, the fall mode, we're getting ready to shed, literally shed in a way uh, that will serve us well. So just to give you a little precursor into our eight limbs continual discussion about the Yoga Sutras as uh, translated from the teachings of Patanjali. And so for many uh, people, especially Westerners, that practice yoga, even in this discussion, a lot of emphasis is put towards, as I've discussed before, postures and the breath some and sometimes it just stops there but as mentioned it opens up 
and it starts to reveal itself to, to you in its own fashion and flow. Uh, and f even in this epoch where we are right now on planet Earth, really yoga has been stopped. There's a lot of uh, studios that will not survive uh, this year-long holding pattern. And that is a sign that something else is ready to be birthed. And I recommend all the people that love and bring yoga to others that they do take time to sit and be with what it means. You know, a lot has gone on virtual, uh, yet I, I encourage us all to feel in beyond what we thought it was, what we have created it to be and see where we're ready on an evolutionary state with our practice, with us as a teacher, if you're a teacher of yoga, or just how you relate to it on a day-to-day -day basis as a yogi in the system of yoga. So today, the sixth limb of yoga, last week we talked about the retirement of senses, that if we go into the senses and beyond, see beyond those senses, that there's something really beautiful there. And they open up in a way that we couldn't imagine. We start to access all this additional information that we might have not seen or felt or heard and this is really these two are coupled so well together is that uh, Daharana is basically this holding holding and you'll hear this term a lot I'll hold space for you but it's really self holding a gentle focus within the practice within meditative repose and that focus allows us to deepen our understanding of self and brings us into a deepening. And right now in a society where we are really fixated on moving very, very rapidly, you know, tethered to artificial devices that move us from thought, image, idea so rapidly that it moves this gentle holding, this gentle focus further and further away from society at large. And that's why it's important to maybe consider that we take a little pause and really think about what these beautiful systems are, were there for and how they can serve us in this moment in space here on planet Earth. So if you think about for yourself, in life in general, how you hold yourself in the manner that you have the ability to focus on the things that are important to you. And in the practice of yoga, like literal practice of yoga when you're on your mat, uh, what is that like? Are you distracted? If you're in your meditative repose, are you, you know, creating a shopping list, going through work? Uh, all these things pull, pull us further and further away from focus. And so the word focus can have a lot of different meanings, and it's not meant to like, concentrate like you're um, 
trying really hard to be present <laughs> or you're concentrating on a maybe a math problem and even in that I would say that you know if you hold it and you are gentle with it the information that's needed will come forward and I used to share this with my children all the time when they were in grade school that all the answers are there in the universe all you have to do is listen and so this this focus this holiness is just so valuable because it allows us to see beyond again retiring those senses see beyond and then we can sustain this effort for longer periods of time which is so beautiful if you have that opportunity to say okay where where am i going with this what do i want to do with this uh focus and the one pointedness then break it down in, in several ways how it impacts your asana practice your pranayama how it impacts your meditative repose how it impacts this entire system and then how it impacts your life at large. So if we start just on how most people practice yoga is they'll get on their mat and they'll uh, have an idea like, oh, I'm gonna do downward dog and I'm going to hold it in this position. I'm gonna get in the perfect position and then I'm there. And they're concentrating versus focusing. And what happens if in that sense is that you, if you direct your awareness towards that asana, towards that posture, there's a softening that occurs. The body opens up and reveals itself to you. And then you'll start to see beyond in the physical body, maybe where there's tightness, constraint, why you can't you know, fully fold over in certain positions, maybe you can in other positions. You'll start to see what's held there. And that one-pointed focus in that moment is this real effortless phenomena that occurs. And the longer that you can retain that, your mind is going to become one more powerful. It's going to be easier to dip into that asana practice. And it'll become easier to realize when the body is constricted, holding tension, all those things. And in that, in that moment, you'll be able just to expand beyond and the mind will lead you where it needs to go. So that's how you can play with it, you know, on the mat is have that focus, not concentration, like your hard effort trying to get into that posture, but just your focusing, feeling, moving beyond Oh, you feel it in the shoulders, you're shifting the body, you're opening it up, you're feeling into the energetic system. Then you couple that with your pranayama, your breath, you bring that focus like, oh, I'm in downward dog, my hands are hitting the mat, I'm feeling tension in my shoulders, this is to be a resting posture. Not overthinking it, but you're just feeling, I'm, I'm orating and narrating a little bit. But then you bring that pranayama and you breathe up through those palms up into the shoulders. You exhale out, you soften the body and you expand and then you lift through that tailbone and you're like, ah, and you find that sweet spot. And that focus is very gentle. It's not a force. It's just this beautiful power within you and you're not distracted by anything else. So that's where you can utilize this with both pranayama and the asanas that you, if you utilize those two things with dahanana, 
you're going to have this opportunity to really get to some beautiful sweet spots. In addition, bonus, you're really preparing that mind for meditation. And that's what the system of yoga is uh, really intended to do is prepare your mind for meditation and uh, samadhi, which is a settled mind, uh, a very de delicate state of awareness. So if we move from our pranayama and we move from our asana, and then we uh, take that focus and we bring it into our meditative repose like we're gonna do today, it's the soft holding. So as I mentioned, you're focusing, you get your one point focus. And that's why in the Zen technique with the soft gaze towards a focal point on the floor in front of you, this gives you something really just powerful to, to be with and see and feel. And then from there, as you soften, things start to get stronger and stronger with the mind. The, the gateways of the void dip you into that space. And that space isn't anywhere other than where you are in your present. So that's why we say, you know, presence, meaning that even in our meditative repose, we're not off on a magical unicorn ride. We're present with what's available right here right now and there's so much available in the physical mental emotional spiritual body in the present moment that without this focus this gentle focus will will bypass most all of it because we don't want to feel the uncomfortableness of our back or we don't want to feel the uncomfortableness in our heart or our mind um, we get antsy when we're in a seated meditative posture and we have things rushing in and out of our mind uh, it's can be uh, frustrating and it could feel like oh you're just gonna wait till that little bell goes off so that you can move forward yet there's just this beautiful power when you enter into that space so I welcome you to take some uh, space for yourself in your current meditative practice that you welcome in this gentle focus and if you have a lot of, I don't care how long you've been meditating, if your mind is super, super active, I really, really re welcome you to bring in uh, one point in focus. You can stare at a candle or an object or just the floor. This will help quiet that mind uh, because what's happened, and this happens for a lot of meditators, is, and we'll go deeper into this when we get into the, that, this topic next week, is a lot of meditators get uh, I don't know, like they want to check it off their list. Like I meditated today and, but they don't really practice. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little lazy with it. So they let the thoughts be there. They're like, okay, I did it. But really you're, you're working to exercise the muscle to make uh, the mind clear, supple and powerful in a way that can't necessarily be put into words, but a lot can be experienced in that space so that steadiness will also help you in so many different ways is that when we're steady our mind doesn't run wild like a wild horse when we're steady 
Our emotions don't run wild like a train that left the station three hours ago at high speeds. <laughs> uh, and then guess what? Our physical body is settled. Because when our emotive body and our mental body are unsettled and they're not steady, that creates a lot of chaos. And then it gets stored in the physical body and then disharmony sets in, uh, illness can set in. And then on a soul level, what happens is if we let things get really chaotic, we're carrying that. And potentially if we don't reconcile that before we exit out in this lifetime, we're gonna carry all that baggage with us, meaning the disharmony in the mind, body, heart, soul, will all go with the eternal being. So this is a motivating factor to work at studying the mind. Uh, and discovering what it means not to concentrate, but hold a sustained effort, which gives you great freedom. So a couple great practices for you on a daily basis are, uh, one, if you can limit the consumption that you're taking in on streaming services, on YouTube, on your phone, uh, the more you input into your system, the further away you're going to put the mile marker for clearing the mind. Studying, meaning if you're learning something specific, like uh, let's say you're learning quantum physics, let's say you're learning uh, something that is actually going to uh, help you understand how to do your job, or maybe it's just a subject matter that you're learning that's that's one thing because it's very again focused you might stay there for a while you might examine it from all sides and then it's best to put that away and let it set and be so you can digest it and so that's the first tip is is minimize how much you're taking in because ideally if we're taking in information we let ourselves digest it like a meal. We don't eat a huge meal and then eat another one and another one and another one. Uh, that body gets overloaded. The mind will get overloaded. The emotional center will get overloaded depending what you're, you're, you're taking in. Um, and then on, it can weigh on your soul level too, depending what you're taking in. So that's one thing, cut that back. Uh, I mentioned this before, you have this beautiful thing called screen time on most, I don't know if it's on the Androids, but it's on the iPhones. So you can set a limit um, or you can organize your day that maybe you just don't look at that till a certain time of day, late afternoon. Uh, you do all your computer work on a computer that's work related, but you don't look at social media and all those other things that give you mass amounts of information. Because this is creating dissonance in our mind and the makers of this know this so you're putting yourself in an extreme disadvantage by over consuming there in addition uh, to that minimizing that is to create a buffer between when you go to sleep and the last thing that you're taking in uh, because this will create again a distraction a lead into your your time where you're resting, you're dreaming, what time when you can unwind the mind and heal the mind and reconcile some things in your dream state, it'll get, it'll flood in there. So, uh, and then the other bonus is if you do 
limit the amount of time that you're taking in on these devices that will ensure that you uh, also have the opportunity to create a little bit more space for that holding to receive and to uh, heighten your states of awareness in the mind. So from there, that's one area where you can really assist your well-being. Um, and I guess the other part of that, back to the these devices and media infeed, is that they also create addiction and can create psychosis. And so we want to keep the mind well. So if you think about doing things that help the mind versus to generate the mind, this is where we make choices, getting back to that karma, the things that are going to uh, lift you up and juice you up or degrade from the system. Uh, and this is why even in the Tao, you know, we become aware of our surroundings. We become aware of the people in the room. We become aware of how our words are going to impact other people. And we are sincere in that effort. There's a level of humility uh, that is required if you are deciding that you want to be on an authentic uh, yogic or, and or spiritual path. Even an authentic path with your faith. Uh, so the other way to help you with this gentle holding, this gentle uh, be state of being is to uh, just do one thing at a time. So this is a powerful, powerful technique. And it's a lot of people, because we're trained by these devices and our work and all these things, we're trained to bounce from one thing to the next. Yet, if we stop and just do what we need to do, stop and eat, stop and have a cup of tea, stop and cook the food, stop and meditate, stop and practasana, stop and practice pranayama. If we continuously over and over practice that present state, that focus, that holding is gonna assist you and strengthening the mind, opening the mind and its awareness because you're exactly where you need to be and your, your focus between that object, whatever you're doing, and you, and nothing else really exists. And there's a profound thing that occurs there. And this is how we dip into mastery when we stop and just stay between us and this. When I stay here between the mic and me, and then you, me, you, me, and the mind, nothing else exists. So that focus then allows my attention to be here, not where I have to be next, not where I wish I could be or wanted to be or wonder why I'm not there, whatever it may be. But you bring it to here, you can even see when I do that, our mind starts to trace where that could be. I stay here. Then there's this space that's created that opens up and it's expansive and it allows one to feel beyond all those other things. So what I'd love for you to do, if inspired, is to one, check in how 
often are you one point focused, meaning where you're really focused, not with an electronic device, but where you're really focused, whether it's you in a book, you in your work, you in a conversation with another person, where you're right there, you're not distracted. Start to observe yourself on a daily basis to see where this one point attention, where this holding is occurring. And bit by bit, try to exercise that muscle or make an effort, don't try, make the effort to exercise that muscle. And uh, as you do that, you'll see how it continues to expand. And then, you know, do a little observation, recapitulation, or just observe yourself when you're in your asana practice, your pranayama practice, just to feel into what that's like. And if, if you're one of those yogis out there that likes to take pictures of yourself in your asana postures, uh, observe yourself there. What is that all about? See what that's about. You know, if you're creating a tutorial for instructors, that's one thing. But if you're doing it to uh, gather attention, that might be another thing. Leave it at that. So, and of course, if you're a teacher, you might utilize those postures to uh, let people know, you know, it's a visual cue that you teach yoga or whatever. That's, that's one, that's another thing. So just observe it, not with judgment, but just observe what that's all about. Again, this frees the mind because we, if we're not honest with ourselves, where our attention is, we miss opportunities to, uh, strengthen this muscle of focusing, holding, which helps the mind prepare for meditation and participate in meditation. So, and then as you're going through your day-to-day -day activities, see if you can create this holding space between you and the object that you're interacting with, whether it's a person, place, or thing. See if you can hold that attention. If you're a painter, focus just between the canvas and you, nothing else, stay there. This, this, again, is where that mastery occurs, and it's super, super powerful, and it's yours to access, and it's a practice, so you might not feel comfortable in it at first, but if you keep deepening it, and just like when we in meditation, which we'll talk about more next week, when you open up into the space, the quote-unquote construct of time, you know, in physics, they'll call it the time-space continuum. There's no time. There's no linear time. There's just space. And sometimes that space is shorter or longer in a given day based on the time of the year. <laughs> so we know that there's no linear time. We may try to jam the same amount of minutes in a day, but it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> so this beautiful thing is when we play with the, the space continuum, and you get really into that moment, it can feel like, uh, quote unquote, no time has passed, or wow, I just had all this uh, long experience, but it was only five minutes. <laughs> and that's, that's the beauty, you're playing with something that isn't fully understood by the programmed human at this moment on planet Earth. So, if inspired, take a moment to practice your discipline of holding space for yourself, that uh, holding focus, your attention. Don't concentrate. 
and see what happens when you're practicing with this limb of yoga. All day long, you can be practicing this limb of the yoga. And it will feed in to the laws of living. It will feed into the rules of living, I'm sorry, the laws of life. And you will be surprised because again, we're not forcing something, we're not abstaining from something, we're allowing it to be with us. And then we access a deeper truth within that. All right, so thank you so much for listening uh, to me in this moment. And if you have any questions for me, uh, please feel free to email me or text me if you have my number. My number. Um, you can email me at s at suzantoro.com. Again, that's s at suzantoro.com. And then I want you just to gently from there uh, bring your attention to your heart center. Take a deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently moving your fingers and toes for a moment, just to prepare the body to settle Coming into an upright seated position, bringing that gaze to a spot in front of you. If your mind tends to be more active on a daily basis. And then take a deep breath in and out. Another one. And exhale. Good. And gently utilize your breath as your mantra. Your gaze as your focal point with the breath. And slip into your inner landscape.
taking a soft, gentle breath into that heart center, gently breathing in and out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, as you follow that breath, Just gently rising back up to a seated position. Taking another deep breath in and out. And again, inhale and exhale. And then you're going to gently bring your hands together in front of your heart center. Taking another deep breath in. And out. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, as you hold the hands together in front of the heart center, taking a moment to give gratitude for all that you are, all aspects of self. Taking another deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then, if inspired, taking a moment to gently follow your breath and then send out some love and compassion beyond here, somewhere where you feel it would be welcomed and is needed. Taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. And then gently from there, I just want to acknowledge each and every one of you for being here in this moment. And as we discuss this sixth limb of the yoga, if you feel inspired to dedicate your practice today for the benefit of all beings, simply feel free to do so in your own words and silence in your mind's eye right now. Beautiful. 
then I just want to gently remind you as inspired during this next week and into the future if you can practice that gentle focus that holding in all aspects of your life and your actual uh, time that you spend on your cushion or on your mat but in your everyday life uh, and then from moment to moment if you can retain at one point focus reduce the activities that distract and dissipate your energy uh, you'll notice an enrichment in the quality of your relationships with your children with your family your partner uh, your colleagues all the people that are in your life and take another deep breath in and out. And with that being said, uh, my hands in prayer position, acknowledging each and every one of you for being here in this moment. It's a deep honor to feel you in the world out beyond here. And I bow to you with respect. Namaste. Until next time, this is Suzanne, a.k.a. She, signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, deep bow, and a namaste. Be simple.
to be simply this is Suzanne Toro aka she you can anticipate being inspired discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration without further ado let's dive into be simply 